Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's over there. He's in the other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? You know, I think if my parents named me Cullen, I'd have a very different trajectory in life. Yeah, you wouldn't be great. You know? Well, I'd still be Greek, but just the name alone, I feel <laughs> there's like, no way a Greek person would name you Colin. Carries more yeah. cachet. <laughs> Col- 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 yeah. Colendris. <laughs> Colendris. Col- Col- anyway, yeah, cool. Way way to start the show off strong. Anyway, we have Colin Dwyer and Joseph Bourgeois. Did I do hey. it? Yes, I'm so good at France. Uh, they are the developers of Demon Throttle and Gumbrella, two of your next favorite indie games. That's right. Or games. Your favorite games in general. Yeah. Gentlefish, Gentlemans, welcome to the show. Gentlehumans. Hey there. Thank you. I've, I've, I've told that story before, right, about Gentlefish, Andy? I feel like... I'll say you have, so you don't have to say it again. No, no, no. now we have to say it. Fifth birthday party, <laughs> God, I had a magician. I had a magician at my fifth birthday party, and he said, ladies and gentlefish. And it stuck mm. in my head. Fifth birthday. That was 31 years ago, and I still mm. remember it. Anyway, welcome, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We are huge fans. Uh, mm-hmm. We loved Demon Throttle this year at Paxi, so we're very happy to have you here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Indeed. And can we say one thing before we start, Steve? We already started, so no. Well, we get into the <laughs> into the thick of it. Into, into the thick of it. We have a no no TikTok go away. We have a we have a birthday in the house. Oh, do evening. we? Yeah, yes, true. we do. We oh. got Gato Gato Roboto. It's third year anniversary, yes, baby. Yes, yes. Look at I, that, guys. We did it. Oh we really Where want... does the time grow go? They grow up so fast. They do. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to mention three years ago, we tried to get you on the show. So, oh, I about that? Yeah. Fuck, did, did I? Yeah, we did. Like, yeah, we were so overwhelmed with that like, maybe like a draft in like, my media. No, point. we like... it was definitely a try because you know me and cat games. So, like, I it was oh, like yeah. one of those things that, like, oh, we should totally do, yeah, and never, but I'm, I'm so happy we're here now because we got to meet you guys and 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 all that fun stuff so this should be a good one um andy do you want to do you want to start us off do you have anything any pressing questions you want to get off your test yeah i think the immediate question is how did you become my low-key favorite developer like in this matter of like five seconds that's between... a question for you andy yeah that's I don't a question know. I ask you. what did we do no i want to yeah, get my what, notebook what, out what did you do yeah. What did you guys do between Gato and then Demon Throttle and then Gunbrella, which came out of nowhere? Um, yeah. Thank you for for <laughs> being, being good at what you do. <laughs> I think the key is to just be quiet about it for a really long yeah. time. And then you store up all these things and you announce them all at once. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. When we saw Demon Throttle, we were like, oh, this is really fucking cool. Like, this is so simple. And it is. It's I mean, it's a throwback to classic NES games. Uh, those vertical scrolling shoot 'em ups, like that's that's really w- what it is. And you know, I'm a big fan of Gunsmoke. Man, did I love that game! Uh, finally beat it. Uh, yes, I beat it on an emulator, but you know what? Oh, whatever. whatever. I, I did it, and so oh, that's oh, all that counts. A win's a win. A win is a win. Put that in the win column. Um, big fan of those games, but but we, you know, you you did actually say uh colin i think it was you colin you did say that oh yeah you got something coming soon but you know we don't know when we're going to be able to show it and blah 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 and then like four days later you're like here it is the world <laughs> um, yeah well we had to be hush hush about it because nintendo is very locked down about announcing stuff during yeah. their directs and stuff oh so. absolutely absolutely i don't think we even had a date that we knew it would be announced yeah they didn't give anybody they, yeah they don't tell anybody yeah. Time. yeah that's actually yeah. interesting so are you guys allowed to talk about 
the the process of getting going from hey we want you on in our nintendo direct to it happening like what what is that process like working uh, with nintendo kind of, or whatever we kind of have like a middleman i'd say with devolver mm. like they have okay. their connections and they reach out and do their thing and basically uh, most of what we had to do was we had to make a um less violent build of the game with like less blood in it for uh for them to capture for nintendo Okay. And then uh, we helped them get some trailer assets together. They pumped out a trailer for Nintendo, and then they gave them that and also B-roll and stuff for them to to work with. And then they said, "Okay, I, I'm sure like I'm sure somebody at Devolver knew when it was coming, but like they really that wasn't information that was handed out for sure. We knew like around when it was going to happen, but we were like not allowed to even say that there was an indie direct coming up or anything like that. So, so do you get like a li- I'm sorry, do you get like a list of like here's what they need from you here's how long like how long did how long uh did you get advance notice to be to be in it like how far ahead did you need to submit your trailer and all that i think we were like like two months ahead Mm. oh okay like um we need something in a month something it was in that range something like that so we had to basically have key art together and a, a version of the trailer together um like a month ahead because they don't tell you the date so you have to have everything locked down before then right but even before we were confirmed to be on it you have to submit a version of the trailer and like they have to approve it right. you have to get it rated like esrb mm-hmm. rated so it's like you definitely have to have it ready way in advance and like you're hoping that you'll get it accepted but it's not really like yeah you have to kind of that's interesting a lot of waiting and like hoping that it yeah goes- because we were never like hundred percent sure until like it was locked in, which I think happens like a month before, right, or something like that. It's interesting how you have to make a less violent version of the game when there's a lot of violent shit already on the Switch as it is. I don't. I feel like that's like old mind Nintendo. Like <laughs> that's because they're direct to rated E for everyone. We're, we're gonna yeah, yeah. we're gonna yeah, yeah. do the blood code shit like that. You know, back in the old SNES days, yeah. you know, or sweat for blood, but. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's like they want to get the um, the most accessible, kid friendly show, of course, out there mm-hmm. to get all the eyeballs on. Them. You, yeah, you just can't show the blood like gratuitously on screen. We had we couldn't show body parts flying off. Like we had to replace them all with like machine parts. So like <laughs> if you look at the Nintendo Direct version of the trailer, the human enemies explode into machine parts, and they cut it in a way where you don't notice it too much but if you look at the devolver version you'll see that they explode in the body parts because like that's how the game actually is but the version we made for the trailer was actually like different yeah because i was just watching it on steam and i was like oh there's blood in this game i had no idea and mm-hmm. now that it makes that makes sense because it was deliberately hidden from, <laughs> yeah, from my eyes for- I think for a lot of games, it just kind of works because you just don't show any of the killing or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you can kind of imply that it's a dark game or whatever, but Mm -hmm. uh, our game's a lot of killing. So we had to show some action. You couldn't just not show any of the action. And most of the action is shooting stuff. So uh, we just had to have a little workaround. It wasn't a huge deal. Do they, um, you probably don't know the answer to this. It's probably more of a devolver question, but like, could they, couldn't, I'm sure they know they can't, but you would think that like they would get in some sort of weird legal trouble like advertising something that isn't the the actual product like isn't that kind of like bamboozling people into buying something <laughs> that they don't think is going to be violent or whatever 
or do you... it comes up with our age rating and stuff at the end so i think oh like, yeah uh, okay so they get away know. with it like by just giving yeah. you that disclaimer also yeah. probably just saying like the tr- not the final product yeah, like it's an early build yeah yeah that's we good. might i mean we even consider like leaving making a blood free version just for people that don't don't like that and they just want to play yeah. the game like and yeah. play the green game. green guts version like yeah. in 64 yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely like yeah. sweat just punching shooting yeah, the sweat right. out of people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, i've severed I, your head off so much sweat oh you were so hydrated <laughs> so, so oh oh I had a thing I wanted to say. Hello. Hey, what's up, co-host? How are you? High five. Doing, doing great. Hey, how's it going? Wait. Uh, I can, oh, are you one of these? Wait, no, go, go the other way. Go the other way. Oh, I'm going that oh, way. Yeah, on my screen is that it's way. It's so weird because you're like, Wait, I'm yeah. going to no yeah. one on this side. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, I do want to so touch stupid. on VR, the stupidest. <laughs> Demon Throttle. Yes, let's start there. Yes, it is a Nintendo homage. But I think what stands out the most is you guys are only doing a physical release for the game, which boggles my mind that a game, <laughs> this game has, I, and I would say like it has potential for a huge digital sale, but um, discuss that whole thought process. What, what brought you to that? Was it just, it's a Nintendo through and through and those were only on a cartridge. So, so are we. So give us that whole, that philosophy behind that decision. I'm very curious. Colin, you're great at this one. Okay. It's yeah, <laughs> uh, like, I'm ready. I've practiced this a lot. I, I did it every 30 minutes at PAX. So uh, <laughs> now the, the game started out and I was just kind of prototyping it for fun because um, I was, I had a bunch of um, like uh, arcade switches and stuff. And I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to build a little arcade cabinet. And I was like, what game would I put in it? And I was like, oh, I make games. I can just make a game to put it in. That'd be fun. So it kind of started out as like an arcade thing. And I, I wanted to build like a cabinet or something. And I was working on it and it became pretty fun. And um, and I uh, got the other fools making some, making the game better and stuff. And then we showed it to Devolver. Um, and we were already working on Gunbrella by this point. And uh, they're like, oh, this is awesome. So, hey, we have this idea for doing a, a physical only Nintendo Switch game. Do you guys want to do that with this game? And it was pretty like in line with the, I just wanted to make an arcade cabinet of it and like maybe delete the source or something when I was done or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was already pretty in line with what I wanted out of the game anyway. Uh, and so we're like, oh, hell yeah, let's go for it. And we don't mind like fooling around with like fun or interesting ideas with that kind of stuff with them ever really. So, yeah. I want that problem. What's going in my arcade cabinet? Oh, a game I made myself. (laughs) I mean, that's the dream. I mean, aside from putting a game on Nintendo, that's kind of the dream. And I mean, that's what we grew up with, like playing these old systems and uh, physical things. And you get part of that feeling when you release something digitally, but not 100% of it because you can't be like, here it is. It's on Nintendo or like, hey, I have an arcade machine. I made it, you know, like you don't really get that with um, with digital versions. You get a little bit of it, but I, I don't know. We always want to do something physical. And it's like if it's physical, but also digital, it's like the physical thing is like a CD and you can also get it on iTunes. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's just a container for data instead of. A thing, thing. A record, a thing, whatever. Yeah. It's, like, this it, is it's not the on. piece of art. It, it, it's yeah. it's the vessel yeah. that holds the the piece like of a art. Key, like a key, yeah. like a business card with the Steam key on it. Like it's cool and it's great to be able to do that. It's efficient. Mm-hmm. It's very useful. But like 
I don't know. There's something special about having a physical thing and having to interact with that thing in order to play it. Yeah. There is nothing more disappointing when, when I forget what game it was actually. Um, it might've been horizon, uh, zero dawn where it just had, it was a mega super special edition and it didn't have a game in it. It had a code. Like, what? (laughs) here's like a lot of plastic and paper. Yeah. It it was like a statue and an art book and yeah, then a piece wild. of paper with a game code. Like, yeah. what? Why? That's, like, uh, yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter. I forgot what game they were posting. It was some Nintendo Switch game. And they're like, physical copies suck these days. And, and it's just the box. And they open the box. And there's only a game cartridge. Nothing else in the box. Yeah. It's just this empty looking piece of plastic with stuff in it. And I think one of the cool things with Demon Throttle is we have like an instruction booklet. And we don't give you like any tutorial or anything in the game. But it is in the instruction booklet. And like, uh, I'm not sure if we showed you, like, that there's a cheat code in the game. You did the cheat code for us because we saw yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that, that, that was, uh, that's hidden in the booklet, too. I mean, the, so. it, you know, let, we should talk a little bit more about, about like, the gameplay of it. Because it's 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 a simple vertical scrolling shoot 'em up but you, ha- you do add some layers to it. So why don't you talk to our listeners, give them the uh, elevator pitch of what makes it so, so cool and so awesome. And anyone could take that. <laughs> I mean, like on the gameplay level, or yeah, on yeah, yeah. The, the package. So, like, no, um, gameplay level. Gameplay I mean, is good. so one I, one thing that we were modeling the game after, like design wise, was King's Knight. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. something that directly inspired it. Um, but there's some annoying things about how certain aspects of the game work, such as water. Like when you jump into water, there's this big pause, and your character just does this weird jump animation thing and you don't control the character for a second it's the same thing when you jump onto a solid you know like the things you can destroy like the bricks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you go to the edge of the solid and you push the direction towards it and then they'll automatically jump like you couldn't control the jump Mm -hmm. we wanted to make the the z depth stuff and the water interactions like how you'd expect them in a modern game not in the crappy way they're implemented in 1985 right so um even just doing that made it feel like a completely different game because you could jump now you could jump whenever you want you could dodge bullets that way like jumping over bullets you could easily jump onto terrain you can jump higher and higher and go up where the goblins are hiding because they are always above on those little like arches so um yeah i think like adding that z depth like the height element and making that affect bullets and like if you can collide with an enemy if they're above you you can't you have to like jump and shoot them like a when the dragonflies are like off the ground you have to jump and shoot like when you're in the water you can't shoot but if you jump out you can shoot so like there's kind of this like hide and jump shoot hide and jump shoot thing going on mm, a lot of depth there andy one no wonder why we sucked at it yeah uh how long does this game take to put together like development wise I'm just curious. Uh, like uh, about a year maybe yeah. I, it it's hard because we were working on other things too so mm. it wasn't our full-time thing for while like it existed for longer than a year but in active development it was maybe maybe uh a year or so i think we Um, did like two full-time months on it where it was the only thing we were working on and then we started up on gunbrella and then it was just like when we could and sometimes demon thought it would take over for a week while we had to like Mm. meet a deadline or do a thing um but it was a lot of like kind of managing which game was being focused on at which day of the week or or whatever yeah, i'm just wondering Only like game. what's you know just looking at your trajectory like gato is a very game boy inspired looking game you know very simple color palette and then you have 
the Nintendo in Team Enthrall. Then Gumbrella looks very Super NES. There's definitely more pixels in there, more the, the more more deeper palette. Is like N64 next on the list for you guys <laughs> at some point? Are you going like 3D? A... Is that like is that happening at some point? Oh, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with wanting to do a 3D game and and like yeah, I don't think I'd model it necessarily after like a system, but doing mm. like a lo-fi 3D type thing, I yeah. think would be a really fun way to do it. I think there's just like uh we really like um like arbitrary limitations in our spec mm-hmm. for when we design stuff. It just like it lets you like dial into an aesthetic and like look at things that worked in like those kind of era or f- what felt good about them and then also like what sucked about them and fix them like i probably wouldn't do like um do like a playstation one game and then have it like stuck on a playstation one controller right right because yeah. i mean like you think about like like some of the playstation one controllers don't have analog sticks and stuff <laughs> or like you know or, or like uh if I were to do like an N64 looking game, I just let you use an analog stick, like a right analog stick. I wouldn't be like, oh, you have to press C buttons or something to do it, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, man, it, it seems so simple, but there are so many of those Nintendo 64 online games that just, they don't get it, man. <laughs> they, they don't get it. They don't, they don't modernize it just even a little bit. Very upset. That's yeah. why, that's why I actually buy like, I buy those like new fancy N64 Bluetooth controllers because yeah. mapping that for emulation on a, anything other than that is just dreadful. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it doesn't I'm work. A, I'm playing a bit of Switch Online N64 games right now. I'm playing Paper Mario right now, and they do. Uh, you hold the the right trigger, and then you can press the face buttons to use them as buttons instead of just the analog stick. Yeah, yeah. works great for playing like the the, oh, okay. the big example I think for that that uh, with the analog stick being the C buttons like on the GameCube version of like Ocarina of Time and stuff is playing the Ocarina. Yeah. in ocarina of time with a stick sucks compared to playing it with the buttons right but if you just hold a button and then you press them like face buttons it actually works out pretty well yeah i thought that was a nice little touch they added mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah no it's it's no comparison to like actually having buttons for it's like for four buttons. face buttons actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah like buttons do button things and sticks do stick things yeah. <laughs> who'd have thunk it, it took well, me, I think it took me a good decade before I realized that the C buttons were camera buttons. Camera buttons. Like C yeah, for camera. Right. Like that, that took me a very long time to understand. Do they make the, do they make the joke of that in Mario 64? Remember C is camera or something. I, 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 don't, I, I if that's made up in my head or if I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Never played it. Oh, really? Yeah. My it's Nintendo really 64 good. was my, was specifically for all of the wrestling games. I was a big oh, wrestling yeah. game dude. Love and, Turok. And, uh, Not, no Turok? Yeah. No, and 007 and Turok. Okay, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's it. Like, hiding proximity mines in the crevices of doors. Like, that was, like, my my Nintendo 64 and, like, powerbombing my friends through tables. Like, that was what I did. With yeah, my, I was, with I was talking to Joseph about um, Rainbow Six on the N64. That game owns. That game that was dope. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also had, I had Rainbow Six and then, on PlayStation 2, SOCOM taught me that the world is going to be completely different. Like, just the way that it came with a headset and you, like, told uh, your people to what to do. It was fucking bananas. Well, but, but yes, um, Rainbow Six, that was my first introduction to Rainbow Six. I also, I also had, like, uh, our, our, what was it? Uh, not Small Soldiers. It was uh, Sar- Sergeant Sergeant's Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I had that. I <laughs> I had Donkey Kong 64. Um, But, yeah, and Mario Kart. But never played mario 64 don't know why just i never did it and i don't care to 
So camera buttons be damned. All right. It's still yeah. a really good game. I'm sure it is. It holds up really well. Freaking Mario. So <laughs> made it this far, Steve. Don't don't back down now. I'm not backing down. It's not happening. Especially with this <laughs> damn Switch Online crap. I don't play those games that way. No way. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit now about your PAX East because Demon Throttle. I mean, you always had a group of people around you. It, it was a magnetic presence. Um, and considering this was something that was kind of like a back burner side project, like redheaded stepchild of, of, of your, your development time. Like how cool was that to see this little thing right hit as well, as well as it was. Uh, I think it was awesome. I, I, it was really cool to actually see people play the game instead of talk about like, um, just like the physical only thing, which obviously has its own draw. But it was cool to see people play like a lot of co-op together because it's I think it really shines, especially as a co-op game. Absolutely. And like testing, it was either Joseph and I would play at co-op or I'd have like one of my friends over and be like, hey, do you want to play through and play some of this co-op? And we played a bunch and it was fun. But, you know, seeing how other people play with co-op and stuff, it seemed to be uh, like uh, really well suited as a like a local co-op game and just getting to see a lot of people play. Uh, or like I, I know I had one one press person that I just had a stranger play with them, <laughs> because I had to we had to keep kicking off uh, people like gamers from playing at uh, PAX to get our press appointments in. Yeah. And like one of them just got there and he was waiting oh, for yeah. so long, and I was like, "Hey, press guy, do you mind playing with the stranger?" And they're like, "Uh, I guess so." <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say no to that? I'd be like, "I'm still yeah. playing the game." Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were your expectations yeah. going into showing the game off at at at, at the convention? versus what what you got out of it i mean i don't i don't think we had any expectations i mean we've we've showed games at things like this before so you know kind of what to expect in the realm of you're going to be talking over the music for four days like <laughs> basically screaming at the top of your voice like press a to do the thing and, uh, <laughs> so you're doing that constantly like um we just expected to do that so i don't we didn't expect I don't think we expected anything. I mean, we were just, we've been so busy too that it's like, you don't have time to sit there and be like, oh, I hope with it, all this stuff happens. We're just like, I hope the game doesn't crash and <laughs> hope people have a good time. That would be cool. But we, you know, I get through the weekend because it's like, there's too many things to think about. I mean, it's, you know what it's like there when you're in the middle of yeah, it's, world, it's chaos. Surrounded by people, it's chaotic. Yeah. You're just kind of like stealing yourself for that. Uh, you can't really see past the weekend and be like, oh, are people right. going to love this or not? Like, you weren't like, you really know. but you weren't like, man, this is going to be so cool. We're going to get to show this to people. I can't wait to see people play it. Like, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to be I the it, talk of the town. <laughs> like, I think it was really, it was really cathartic just to get to talk about what we've been working on. Because like, again, I was saying yeah. like a key to our success is just being quiet about things until we unload a bunch of stuff. And like, we haven't really like, we, we hadn't been really using our social media at all. And then we were just mm -hmm. focusing on making stuff and mm -hmm. leaving some things for surprises and stuff. And even after Demon Throttle was announced for, um, for uh, pre-order way back in fall, we were uh, still actively like developing the game and working on stuff. And there are, there is some stuff in the game that we still don't want to spoil and stuff like that necessarily. So right. like um, even beyond like the PAX demo of stuff that we had going on there um, where I think it was just, it was pretty cathartic to 
one it was the first show we've been back to since the pandemic started right um so it was good to see all of our, our our buddies at devolver and stuff but it was also just good to like soak in people enjoying something you made instead of just making something you know what i mean yeah i bet like that's one of the i guess one of the drawbacks when you have a, a big publisher behind you is for a small team you want to just shout out and cheerlead your content and your game like as you're making it but then there's this other part that's like well we're helping you create this baby so you got to be quiet about your baby she's not ready yet to show to the oh. world the thing is they, they don't particularly i mean if something's unannounced maybe mm, yeah like they don't really particularly tell us what we can or can't say about it okay but just like with like a like so like take like gumbrella or something mm-hmm. hadn't been mentioned at all yet so mm-hmm. saving that up and kind of charging it up for the indie direct i think was important and valuable you get all that uh, like attention at once and then uh with demon throttle is just like no oh, we're so busy just working on stuff that you know we really don't have like Got a whole it. lot to say about it right now yeah but it's also like it in the case of demon throttle i think we didn't there's still stuff we don't want to spoil like colin said and i think um during the time when it's like we know the game's not going to be out for a while because we have to finish it get it through lot check and then there's a period of time while they have to make the cartridges so there's this like undefined like number of months and it's like we don't want to just like blow the whole Hmm. load up (laughs) like too early and then people forget about the load and then the game comes out we want to be like okay you can buy the game now then we'll show you stuff because it's like just optimizing that we don't you know there's not enough stuff to be like every week tweeting like here's another thing it's like right some surprises there so that when it's time to be like call to action like you can get the game now like we'll show you what's really cool about it and here's why you should should, you should buy the game like you you're not you're not in the business of of pre-orders and and all that crap because that that's what that's what dictates a triple a uh pr cycle it's like well pre-orders mean everything to our quote investors whatever um our board you know whatever we Mm -hmm. want to see what this game is projecting whereas i feel like devolver has more uh affords you the ability to kind of just let the process play out and then you you're gonna have the ability to sell your game It, it doesn't matter if all of your copies sell in the first weekend that it goes up like you have time to get people because it's not a massive 70 dollar investment 100 dollar investment whatever it is right like you have that up front um you have that investment that is a little bit more long term um you know people that may just find a game that has nothing to do with demon throttle but they like that style of game you know six months after the game comes out they could stumble upon it and you know you may have something cool to, to tell them about it. So I, I think that's a really, it, I feel like that's unique to the indie game sphere, Andy. I, I have never seen really, um, I, unless you're like Call of Duty and you have like seasons of shit that, to show people and, you know, a new game mode or whatever, you really don't see stuff like that very often. I just like the idea of a developer that doesn't want to show you the entire game before you buy it. I mean, there's some cuts of trailers for big title stuff that i feel you can catch snippets of end to late game to end boss footage right i'm wondering why are you putting this you know what this content comes from in your game and you're showing me like as a launch trailer right yeah. why why aren't you not 
just I, uh, I came that. to this conclusion really recently about about trailers for anything really which is actually it's really hard to spoil anything in a trailer unless people are like really picking it apart like you can show like a lot of late game stuff in a trailer like you, you ever see like a horror movie trailer or something and you're like oh that looks uh, awesome i'm gonna course, go see that yeah. and then you get there and you're like maybe you have a, a, a little thing of oh that was from the trailer and it's like at the end of the movie but it didn't really spoil the movie right. for you like um like i think the same with like game trailers like unless it's like i don't know like final fantasy 7 or something like uh like with game trailers you can kind of show some stuff from from uh later in a game mm-hmm. and it, if there's no context. context yeah exactly yeah. if there's no right. context there then you have no touchstone but like when you're a movie franchise or a gaming franchise where we have a history with characters you could yeah. spoil anything with yeah, even yeah. just a glimpse of of somebody like those marvel movies like people could yeah. pick that apart because yeah. anything in the background could spoil something from I don't know, three movies ago or three movies ahead or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. you know, those are just such massive, the massive Final universes. Fantasy seven did, did that launch trailer dirty? Like, I don't know if y'all saw it, but the remake. Yeah. I mean the launch trailer specifically, it shows, and it, it's kind of like what Colin's saying. Like if you aren't familiar with it, you won't know what the hell any of this stuff is, but mm-hmm. if you are super familiar with it, you're going to be like, Oh, that's this, that's this. Right, and then they show some stuff in there that's like supposed to be the biggest shocking moment of the whole game, like yeah, specific moment, and they just show it. And if you've ever played the original, you'd be like, "What the hell was that?" You know, it's like they they do go really far sometimes, where you're like, "You shouldn't have shown that." If you play the game, you know, or like Colin was saying, watch the movie and then watch the trailer again, you're probably more likely to be, "What the fuck? Why did you put that in there?" <laughs> right, that's right, rude. right. But, there yeah. was. There was a time when I, I I stopped watching trailers because I was in the theater and I saw a trailer for the new Terminator movie, Genesis, mm-hmm. before they did the whole, like, yeah. let's bring back uh, James Cameron and make maybe one that doesn't suck complete ass movie. And one of the turning points in that film is John Connor. If you guys know who that character is, he's like one of the main heroes he, of the whole franchise. He's kind of a big deal. Spoiler for like a 10-year-old movie at this point. John Connor becomes a Terminator okay. in that movie. And they put that in the trailer. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a neat idea. But I, I would have liked You're to already... react to that in the movie theater when I saw right, it like yeah. a month from now. You've it made got the zero sense. Of the movie, like in your head by that point. You're like, part A, he's not a yeah. Terminator. Part B, he is a Terminator. What happens in the end? You got to watch the movie to find out. Like, <laughs> I. I think I stopped. Okay. Uh, I stopped getting myself excited, at least for like pre-movie preview trailers. Like mm-hmm. I just sit there and go, mm-hmm. it, w- "Whatever this is, is maybe nice." Because uh, <laughs> I, I forget what movie I was at. Uh, I forget what movie I was at, but like, there's this this trailer for this this movie comes on, and it's like all these like cars like shooting guns at each other out of their their made up cars and stuff and i was like oh 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 and then like right before the title card got up i stood up in the movie theater and i went twisted metal and then it goes death race and i was like oh my god now i have to sit in the whole movie like this <laughs> you scream it out Wow. I would have cheered if you were in my theater Ellen. like yeah I, that guy i think i did the same thing but i didn't yell it but I, I think I also thought the exact there. same thing. Like, is this Twisted Metal? I was like, oh shit, Twisted Metal? Dope. One last thing. I really hate it when trailers say you're watching a trailer when you're watching a trailer. So-and-so, the trailer. I know what I'm fucking watching, official trailer. Oh, right, right, right. I, I clicked on the video. It's like, here's a snippet of what you're about to watch. 
So Here's a teaser trailer. of a trailer that we're gonna give you. I don't. A oh, yeah. I'm teasing is my, is my memory trailer. that bad? Like a goldfish <laughs> level? In any case, um, how how did you guys, you, that made both of you, that cat Metroid game? Yes. One over. I know you you won over my heart, but you won over Devolver's hearts. We're now like in the span of four years, circa next year, you'll have released three games under their umbrella. <laughs> Four Gunbrella. <laughs> we also we Under also did the, the the devolver bootlegs. So I guess oh 11, yeah, that was you guys. Eleven oh, games shit. with devolver. Yeah, if you want to count those all as individual games, this <laughs> all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. Dope. So I'm wondering, like, because I know they like to diversify their portfolio, and that they have a very unique like curation <laughs> process when it comes to who they yeah. bring on board and who they publish. But I feel like when it comes to the quantity of games per developer you guys have a pretty good amount under mm. them i think more than most under devolver i would imagine um would that be a fair statement uh i think i think so i know devolver yeah. does like they like their people they like having mm -hmm. their people close and they like reworking with people like uh you know jw and kitty and like dose one and those and and tariff like they've all done a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. uh like uh kind of over like they did you know you have some of the team from like i'm not sure if all the team from minute did disc room too but a good chunk of them mm. at least and then there's also sludge game. life uh who i think it's also sludge life's birthday as well as got there oh wow birthday, right? holy shit Is it? um i think so yeah i think i saw that on twitter or yesterday it's uh, recently yeah, yeah. Happy um, birthday sludge life happy birthday sludge life <laughs> happy birthday uh, but yeah they and, and like and you know dose one also had worked on enter the gungeon soundtrack so like they like to have their right. people close and they do like to rework with people it's just like uh making video games often like takes like a lot of time and a lot of work and then when you're done with one and like you launch you're like so tired like whether or not yeah. you crunched or you didn't like you're so tired and like the the process of coming up with new games often takes a while it took us a while after got to Roboto to, to come up with uh, Gunbrella, which was what we had come up with next. And then Demon Throttle kind of slid in there too. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely like, like to, to treat their people right and work with their people. And, and uh, they don't write it as a rule or anything, but like there kind of has this feel, you have this kind of feeling of like, all right, I have this great game. I'm going to pitch it to Devolver first because mm -hmm. they'll say yes or like at least I want to give them the grace of first refusal right but also I don't really want to work with anybody else I, they're just really good to us so yeah. if, if they said no would you pursue that with somebody else or just be like well I guess it's not good um <laughs> like, what's wrong with this thing I gotta fix we, it <laughs> we were we were workshopping a um uh, a different game and and uh we didn't have like a whole lot together mostly just a doc and uh and we pitched it to them and they're like eh, we're not really feeling it and we mm. said, okay, well, that goes in the trash. Uh, and time to work <laughs> on that. Time to, time to figure out what the next thing is. Well, and then we, right after that, we made a prototype for Gumbrella because we're like, we're thinking too hard about this. What are the ideas we got? And then Britt was like, uh, there was this idea me and Colin had that we never made. And it ended up becoming something completely different. But um, the seed was already there. It was something simple, something familiar. So we were like, okay, well, let's take the platformer thing and just push it in a different direction, you know? Um, yeah, that one came to be, came together quickly where we were confident about it, but it didn't get accepted right away, mm -hmm. but we knew it was good. Like we knew there was something there, but we knew we had to like keep 
massaging it until it was, you know, good enough to sign. That took like a year. Like we were just working on this prototype for like almost a year, right? Yeah, I think it was about months. a year. Yeah, it was like nine months. And then then once they said yes, we had to wait for time to pass till we could actually start working on it full time. Uh, did... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask why, why did you have to wait a certain amount of time? Hey, just waiting for stuff to get contract and stuff. Like okay. And stuff, yeah. So it's like just standard yeah, it's shit. standard yeah. stuff that happens, yeah. Okay. So where did now to shift more to Gunbrella, where did this beautiful thing come from? Because when I saw that trailer at the at the Indie World showcase, I lost my goddamn mind. It seems like <laughs> can't confirm he did. It is the most <laughs> Andy ass game that ever gamed. Big There's Andy game parkour guy with a gun umbrella just doing shit mm-hmm. in this noir style setup it's give me the the birth of this project where, where where did it come from um well i think uh like so we were kind of in like a prototyping phase and coming up mm-hmm. with some stuff and i think we kind of unofficially had a a little uh, let's jam and work on stuff and come up with something and the prompt might have been shotgun oh i remember what it was mm-hmm. It was, we were both going to make shotgun games. Yeah, yeah. We were going to make gun the Gumbrella prototype, and you were going to make Shotgun uh, Christ. Oh, yeah. Shotgun Christ Double Barrel Crucifix was the, yeah. the, the game I was working on, and it just wasn't turning out that good. I would revisit that game because <laughs> yeah, can we revisit title that? like that. Let's revisit it, that. It needs, a, it needs a resurrection. <laughs> Give it a few days. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, that's good. Um, all right, interesting. Shotgun Jesus game, and then and then what? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they they uh, so Joseph and Britt were prototyping uh, Gunbrella, which kind of the idea of a platformer with a gun umbrella. Britain and I had had previously, and it was gonna maybe be more kind of Kirby-ish and cutesy gun umbrella. And then they started working on it, and I don't know. Britt wanted to try some different darker kind of art stuff with it and they came up with a prototype and i played the prototype and i said well i'm throwing this in the trash to the <laughs> shotgun crucifix. and then uh and then we just kind of got to work on it and then like the world and stuff of it kind of just came together pretty organically mm-hmm. um we started like wanting like some horror and survival-ish elements mm-hmm. and uh and then that kind of ended up translating into this um not quite steampunk it's kind of uh i don't know just noir uh, punk noir yeah. punk yeah it's, mm-hmm. uh this this kind of world and 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 all the lore and stuff kind of just got built up around uh how the world field which would uh field <laughs> uh, which was uh which was raining all the time because you have an umbrella so it was dreary Makes and sense. raining because you had a right. you have a umbrella gun and uh and then the world kind of organically kind of came together over the course of us making a, a pitch demo i think of okay so we have we want this kind of investigative angle to it or um and uh you know we want like a lot of npcs and talking to npcs and and uh doing the multiple choice kind of thing and then also uh just crazy action and and really diverse move sets with uh with this one thing so where did the actual gumbrella idea stem from because in my brain it's either a lot of Batman penguin <laughs> stuff going on, or it's oh, Squall had a gun blade. What if it was a gun umbrella <laughs> instead? That's how I 
perceive it, but where did the idea of a gun that's an umbrella weapon first come from? Because it seems like it's like an ordinary thing to come up with, unless you watch a lot of Batman, of course. I I think it's just the pun. <laughs> so the, like so a, the pun, did the pun come first, and then okay, this the jokes yeah, always come first. I'm pretty sure the joke. Came, I'm I'm like pretty certain that the other joke came first, and then mm-hmm. it was like okay. I mean, I can immediately picture what that is, and that and then go from there. So, yeah. Yeah, there was some Batman talk in in like designing the movement, Mm. like the wall jumping and stuff. Um, I love Batman on the NES, and it's not that kind of wall jumping in this game, and the the combat's nothing like it. But kind of the tone and the the character being in the shadows, like you know, we had Batman in mind, but it wasn't really the Penguin thing, surprisingly. Mm. It was more like just like the general tone, Mm. in in a certain ways. Like he doesn't talk. The character doesn't talk. He's like silent. He's kind of like gruff. Like he's not like I don't know. You know, today is actually also Sunsoft's birthday. No, I'm oh, it's Sunsoft. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sunsoft! Man, you. They made some good ass games. They, back in they the had day. that good Holy music shit. sound chip. They on did. They did. They did a good yeah. job with that stuff. Yeah. Like not to go on the tangent, but people think of Konami and Capcom for Nintendo's days. Sunsoft was like on a whole other mm-hmm. level with their shit. They did gimmick, right? Yeah, gimmick and Journey yeah. to Silius and the Jurassic Park game right. for NES. Amazing soundtracks in all those games. Right. Just very good. Crushed it. Well, it's like you guys crushing it every day. Indeed, big time crushing it. But you're also, but now we're <laughs> gonna put you up uh, in, in. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put you in that rapid fire. Okay? Oh shit! So you're gonna get into the crucible <laughs> here. And we're gonna the, get into the what? The crucible. The cru. The, oh, you're gonna yeah. get into the hot heated crucible, and we're gonna get you some rapid fire questions. But we're, we're gonna be some visual effects, like explosions. yeah. Oh, like so many explosions. The screen is actually on yeah. fire right now, so okay. be careful. Um, before we do, let me tell everybody that uh, this is Dual Screens Podcast. Thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us. And But before we uh, get into rapid fire, we want to let you know that you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler and FNH Paul, you could uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dual Screens TV, excuse me. We could find our uh, all of our podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Uh, not only the dual, the dual screens podcast, but also Indies Nuts podcast because we are just nuts about podcast uh, about uh, Indies and podcasts because we you, do you so many the, of them. You see those smirks? Yeah. You see those smirks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, we have the Dual Screens Crossplay podcast, which is our uh, general uh, news uh, gaming news podcast. Um, you can check all of those out on our YouTube channel. All of those out on their respective uh, podcast feeds. Um, and of course, if you want to join our Discord, all you have to do is be a Patreon supporter at a, as little as $1. You get in there and you can chat with us, our developer guests, and all that fun stuff. Um, all right, Andy. It's now mm-hmm. time to get into Rapido and Fuego. And Fuego it. del Rapido. Got it. That high school Spanish really took you far. I did it. I, <laughs> I, I also know Zapatos mm-hmm. and Pantalunas and Biblioteca. I know a lot of cool words. Laudabus. You know, you know all the words. <laughs> um, okay, this is interesting. See, two guests is always interesting because it's like, um, I right. would think so, but I have a question just for one at this very moment that I can think of. Go ahead, shoot it, fire it away, fire away. Joseph, why is it Christmas? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. 
I mean, there's lights. There's lights. I mean, what am I going to do with this tree? <laughs> is it alive? Did you just not I mean, take it down from December? Like, no, it's you know a what? Plastic tree. You know? Oh, it's a plastic it, tree. I got it. It, it, it ties the house together. It, it was really in does. the it was in the office for a long time, and then we wanted mm-hmm. to make more space, so I just took it down. But I mean, I can put it away if you want. No, no, no it, it's no, very, it's no, very no, cheerful. No. I just, I just, I love it. It's like you know, know. it's just there. I like, wanted to know. Like, extra I pizzazz, wanted to know, you know why, not, like, not giving a fuck. Like, why is it Christmas there so that I could take that argument to the misses and figure out how we can make it Christmas here? I mean, you know if I, mean? I could. Uh, you just have to lose all self-respect. Oh, and... is that all? Well, <laughs> I think you're already there. Check. <laughs> all right. Well, what else you got? <laughs> Get out the lights. Oh, shit. That peaked. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You sound fine. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, who Who is the... Uh, whoever you're pitching to at at devolver whoever's like the main person at devolver okay you have to choose one of you you have to choose come to a consensus one of you has to do the pitch and the pitch is a fight to the death who do you send to do the fight uh which one of you is fighting that's that's me baby <laughs> hey, i thought we were sending brit i have two black belts does brit he's just handsome Holy he's, he's beefy though i mean oh. all right yeah you do have the black belts like yeah, I got the black belts. I, I have a follow-up question to that. Uh-huh. What is two black belts? What what is that? What does that mean? Can you have I the have one. one. Is I have different one, I aspects? Have one, I have one in uh in a combination style of Shotokan and Hapkido. I, I and then I have that. one in Kempo. Oh, wow. oh okay. Nice. I played a lot of Parappa. That is <laughs> close, I think. That's a there's a dojo in that, right? Yeah. Something like that. We could roll together, you and I, Joseph. All right, let's go. Kick punch. Just don't play mind. it on an emulator. You ever try to play Parappa on an emulator? The, d- the delay. Oh. It gets you. Horrible. It makes you it's, automatically yeah. not cool. That chicken level gets me every fucking time. Can't I can't beat it. it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, I have a question also for one person. Steve, what's the score of the Ranger game right now? Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a good question. It is 3 nothing. end of the second period. Rangers okay. are winning. Okay, shut up. Thank no you. question. We have no idea. Um, this, they could have won the Stanley right. Cup already by the time this episode goes out. I have no idea. They, they could have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Cullen, if Joseph was arrested for a crime, what crime did he commit? Um, it would be. It would sound a lot more dramatic. Like mm-hmm. they would tell me something more dramatic. Uh, but it was actually just like peeing in public, maybe. <laughs> Oh, like in just okay. the wrong place at the wrong time, like in like an alley. Like but, had like, to go, person. just couldn't yeah. hold it. Not not even intoxicated. Just like you have yeah. to pull this car over. I have to pee, and then it, there was a school yeah. bus full of children. I get it. Uh, just yeah, Joseph. Like what actually happened is is he went woo. I got to pee, and then went to pee, and as soon as he starts peeing, like a cop walked by. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. I feel probably. like it's. Ha- I feel like this is just telling an old story that I that actually already happened. I'm, before. Yeah, I'm a little scared now. Uh, yeah. gonna choose Joseph, same paper. question. Yeah, Joseph, same question. So, yeah, go the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Um, Two black belts to get playing to work with there. That's right. <laughs> I think it would be like flipping off a police officer or something. Oh, yeah, all right. Something so like you instigated a little disorderly more. conduct conduct yeah. happening here. I'm in there. Okay. Here's my question, and either one of you could answer, or both of you could answer. You could either have each have your own answer. It's fine. <laughs> if not Gunbrella, what weapon item? 
oh hmm. shit it's like make a new pun on the spot that's gun, mm-hmm. gun fella it's a <laughs> it's just your friend <laughs> no, it's but... like your dude set sideways yeah. <laughs> he's like nice job bro <laughs> that, that owns tibs <laughs> i was gonna say you know rest in peace um ray liotta the gun fellas oh uh, i'd be mm-hmm. rest in yeah. peace ray liotta r.i.p yeah. i didn't know that was a thing yeah, yeah. well you know yeah, R.I.P. Feel better. Who said that before? That was a dumb. R.I.P. Feel a better. A dumb person said that on Twitter. Like, rest in peace. Um, who was it? Oh, rest in peace, John McCain. Feel better. I was like, what? <laughs> do you know, do you know what R.I.P. even means? Do you, do you know what death is? <laughs> um, Joseph. Speaking of death, what is something you have done that should have killed you? Man, these are rough ones. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like you've seen some shit in your life uh, or did some shit. I mean, there's been some moments uh, like driving or something. There's been moments where I was a hairs away from an oncoming uh, car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 19 and my girlfriend was driving and she was like, you know, I grew up in Alaska and there's like this certain treacherous curve on the highway where you're not supposed to pass anyone. And she was like, just getting like too getting um, cute confident no just like you know when people are like driving for a while and they're like yeah i'm doing this i'm following that guy and then they keep following and they're like somebody went around and then she tried to go around and there was a car that was like right here it was like and i was like ah! like pulled over at the gas station and she cried it cried a little while oh my god <laughs> yeah. and then we were just scared scared for a while after that you know it's super scary it is fucking terrifying it's funny you mentioned alaska i feel like i have like two friends in alaska that they're the only ones that shame me for complaining about new york city winters like any other state i say there's something yeah yeah but they're like it's oh you don't know anything about it's like it's like three degrees right now i'm like what what do you know what do you know about nighttime and bears i guess i'll stop complaining about it relax (laughs) um Cullen, what is your dumbest superstition? Uh, I feel like I, I had like some sort of like the one conspiracy theory I'd believe in or something like that. My dumbest superstition. Um, man, I'm not a very superstitious person, really. Mm-hmm. I think that like. Uh, Are you a little stitious? I'm a little stitious. He's a little stitious. Super stitious. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm extra stitious. I am. So, I am ultra stitious. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna ask stitious. you. I'm, I'm kind of stitious. Uh, I'm gonna ask you both the same question, Colin. First, Colin, if Joseph was in a boy band, what would that boy band be called? Um, <laughs> oh man, like, are there other boys in the boy band, or is it just sure? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a one-man uh, boy maybe, band. Maybe, maybe a, a Korean or two. <laughs> I think it would be called like, uh, like something, de- something delicious. Oh, like, mm. like uh, B three like, delicious. No, I think it's delicious. Like, B three. I think it, I think it would be called. It would be called like baby delicious. Baby uh, delicious. I yeah. think yeah, but but like bay bay a e. It is the no, apostrophe. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be baby in all caps and then D period licious. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, like, it's not like an individual artist. Yeah. It's what the boy band is called. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All three of us just said right, yeah, at the same exact time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's write this down. It's a good session, man. This is a good brainstorming session. Can I answer this question too? What? Which one? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were next. But instead of boy band, instead of boy band, it's a, it's a. Don't change it up, man. A thrasher band. Thrasher band. Thrasher metal. All right. So the band that Colin would be in is called baby d dot licious and it's like a thrash boy band uh -huh. <laughs> so it's like really cute pure vocals and right, like right, harmonies right. over right. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like baby yeah, metal so like baby metal yeah not yeah. that yeah. not that yeah i like it wow wow <laughs> Yeah, uh, the thing is that Joseph. we actually both play in a band called baby delicious and that's why we had that on yeah we already are in a band yeah, called baby in a boy delicious. band called baby delicious. On <laughs> i'm honestly a little terrified but uh, and yeah. i don't i don't know if i should look this quick, up upload something I'm a little quick, quick put something up there <laughs> i hope that that's real there you go here we go <laughs> oh, no. You know. There you go. It's official. You guys are a band. That's it. You did yeah. it. I'm baby delish. That was fast. Na, 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 na. I'm baby delish. Yes, yeah. Baby delish. Fast hands, Cullen. Huh? Fast hands. That's you got, a great you fast hands. Everybody has a guitar nearby. Mine's in a bag, though. It's, it's in a bag hanging <laughs> up right here. Joseph's got, got like three behind him. Yeah, I saw that. That's he does. Dope. Yeah. Oh, four, five. What is oh, that? Yeah. Is that a sitar? What the hell is that down there? He's got is that a guitar? A steel, like one of these kind where you need this thing. Oh, okay. Talent. Who, who, who knew people could have talent? Not me. Once, not never. What's the dumbest way you've injured yourselves? Oh. <laughs> I did one recently. Oh, there you go. Uh, I can't, maybe you can't see it. There's a... Uh, right here ish yeah a, you can't really see it looks it. like a bubble of some kind i was eat i got the salad they brought me the salad i was at a lunchy place mm -hmm. and they bring the salad and there's a knife on it like a sharp serrated knife and it fell on my lap and then i just went to grab it but instead of grabbing it i put my hand through the knife uh-huh and that's when I got blood coming out, and <laughs> like this is how picking things up works. It looked like my hand looked like I was wearing a latex glove that was cut because oh. it would like fold and flop when I went like this, oh. like, you know, coming open, and and then I just just kept it tight, kept my kept my hand real tight, and it healed up. I didn't get didn't get stitches or anything. But Did you mistake the knife for a for a basketball? No, okay. I mistake the sharp part for the not sharp part. Right. Uh, and my now, hand through it. And now man. he doesn't give high fives to knives anymore. Everybody <laughs> has to learn somehow. You don't do that anymore. But now question, did you eat your salad? I continue. I It just came, but I did eat the whole thing while nursing my hand. Did not miss a beat. Look at you like a champ, like a pro. There were, I think there were beats on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't eat them all. Colin, what about you, man? Uh, I'm really stupid, is the thing. <laughs> and so like, it took me, it took me a while. I would say probably, um, so in high school, uh, I had like a gang of of Riley kids that we go hang out and walk around Absolutely. the streets. And we, uh, one day, and it wasn't this day, but one day we invented a sport uh, called crate ball. And uh, the, it started out with like the, the instruments that you played a game of crate ball with was it was a three player game and uh, you had a milk crate, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you had a um, uh, like a one of those dodgeballs that make that really nice. Yeah, right, right. And then also a big Essential. piece of the neighbor's fence, like this like 25 pound <laughs> fence post. Right. And, OK. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And the first the first set of rules was you had to stand on the milk crate and somebody whipped the ball at you and you had to hit it kind of like baseball. And then you drop the post and you, you had to run like cricket style from one thing back to another. And then the other person would pick up the milk crate and whip it at you. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I'm so with you. Yeah. I, the, and the, and the rules kept evolving kind of over mm-hmm. time, each time we played it, which yeah. would be like every day to the point where like uh, you had to shoot with a bow and arrow, you had to shoot the kickball out of the air. Oh. Like somebody who was on looking, if they wanted to join the game, they had a bow and arrow and they had to shoot that. And then I did get, where hit did with you an grow arrow. up? Uh, that was in a, that was in New Hampshire. <laughs> Was Cullen, Cullen involved? Cullen, when you get a chance, talk to Korea. Squid Game season two. <laughs> Let <laughs> them know. <laughs> yeah. Also, question: um, You said you got hit by one of the arrows. <laughs> yeah, they were like blunt target arrows, but they still hurt. Okay. So I got a really, okay. I got a really bad bruise on my hip for a while because I got okay. shot with an arrow while I was, yeah. I was the. Um, uh, the crate baller. You're so the I was the baller. person whose right. job it, uh, <laughs> so like the, uh, I, I don't remember exact cause the rules just, they just kept changing. Like, yeah. They evolve like, over time. Yeah. But basically like, um, I think our rule was if you are able to shoot the ball out of the air, you're allowed to do whatever you want with the bow and arrow. Uh, so right. I was, okay. the, yeah, yeah. I was the person whose job it was to throw the crate at the, at the runner. At, at the runner. And, okay. um, and so I was, the ball got shot out of the air. Whoever was shooting the arrow shot the ball out of the air and uh-huh. then they were allowed to do whatever they want. So while I was going to throw the crate at somebody, I got shot with an arrow. In the <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. How um, is this not your next project? Yeah, this needs to be your next game. This is a perfect 3D <laughs> it sounds game. Sounds like this, this is, is the one. This sounds like a devolver game or at it least does. a fall guys mini crate game ball. at some point. Yeah. Uh, like, well, crate ball is like something that just like lives in like the spirit of the physical realm like without like the potential for actual real life injury i don't right. think it's really a well there is vr yeah true mm. and there like they VR. do have like they remember like that era of like kickstarters where people would be like we made this thing that sucks the blood out of you if you get hurt in a video game <laughs> don't do that. please don't do that uh, they oh, did like a blood drive that way once with like a fighting game i think yeah that's horrible why would anybody okay i don't i actually can can i tell a story about i I, you just reminded me of both a a sport we made up as kids but also teenagers but also uh the dumbest way i also injured myself um we came up with a game called uh it was called uh i think it was called knee ball i think it was knee ball and we we were on a we were on a religious retreat and we got a roll of socks and it was just a big ball of socks right clean socks but socks nonetheless and we had a big uh it was a big hall like a carpeted room like community room and we had a doorway on one end and a doorway on the other so it was basically soccer but you could only be on your knees and you could grab it and but if you picked up the ball you had to whack it to your or throw it to your teammates and then you would have to stop and then try and throw it in the net. Anyway, we played an, a tournament. We made four teams, and this was on a religious retreat. <laughs> and the the I went to a Catholic school in high school, and the teachers were there. Like they were loving this shit. They were rooting us on. It was like thirty dudes, just like I went to an all boys Catholic high school. My God, I need therapy. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> she, oh she, 
I was my therapist. I do have one. Um, <laughs> so we played a tournament. It was four teams. So my team made it. We won the first game, made it the second game. The next day, all of us had rug burn all over our knees. We couldn't, we couldn't sit because our knees couldn't bend and mm -hmm. on our knuckles because we ran around like gorillas. <laughs> so we had just like third degree rug burns all over our body and that was the dumbest way i've ever hurt myself for sure <laughs> oh yeah. lord almighty <laughs> i know that, that wasn't I, you just reminded me of that um andy how about you hit with one more question and then i'll ask the final question oh god the irony in a born in a catholic setting you prove that god is dead with that game <laughs> <laughs> oh final question um i feel like i want to do a silly one let's do a silly one uh, oh, 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 dude, you know, do the cake. Oh, are they cake worthy? Cake. They are so cake worthy. So oh. cake worthy. Oh, jeez. Oh, all right. <laughs> but I feel like I want to have one answer for the other. <laughs> okay. Little... Hey, let's modify it. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to ask Joseph, given the choice, and you have to pick one. Okay. Would you rather have Cullen eat a dick flavored cake or a cake flavored dick? <laughs> the six deep thoughts. How about this? How about this? Uh, now, no, 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 now no. would you rather he do? What do you think he would choose? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> I mean, free of all external conditions. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's I would the straightforward provide, thing. I think I would provide the cake flavored dick. That there you I, go. I right. might have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> cake, cake flavored. You see, that's. I don't know. I, I, cake is so good, though. Probably. It's so it hard. Tastes to like have, cake. That's what I'm saying. It so, like cake. It's yeah. so it hard like to cake. not to have yeah. bad cake. Like it yeah, is so jack, difficult. So like two for it's one. It's hard to find you know? a good taste. Right. You go. you know? that, that's my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I haven't eaten a dick, but oh, dude, you have no idea what you're missing. You have no idea what you're missing. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. Wait, wait. You mean eat? 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 Well, you know. Yeah. Okay. Eat. Gobble it up. Yeah. You know, right. Like, exactly. Right. We're not talking. We're not talking like Kobayashi and like, make right. that exact yeah. sound yeah. or Hannibal Lecter. Just you know. <laughs> okay. Now the most difficult question you'll ever be asked ever, unless of course Colin wants, to, cake wants to guess what kind of uh, cake, cake or dick. That Joe, what kind Joseph of penis pastry he would? <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, like, so if I had to answer for myself, it would be definitely the cake flavored dick. Okay. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, like. I've I've had some regular flavored dicks, and <laughs> if they could just be cake so, flavored, that would be nice. Listen, Cull understands. You know? uh, a, def a default dick tastes pretty good on its own. <laughs> does uh, it? I think, I think Joseph. <laughs> you can't answer. Like, you don't fucking know. I'm, that's I'm why I said. That's does. why I said. Does it? Like I just. I'm telling you, I, it does. I feel like. I don't know. There's like every which way of uh, every what which way of flavor, right like depending on how people take care of themselves and their body. Right. I think like uh, for Joseph. I think it'd be really funny for him to eat something that's going to be a cake in his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not flavored like a cake or just flavored bad in general. Like, mm, so, like look, if we're going Fetty. off the assumption, oh, off the assumption that like he'd immediately know that it was dick flavored and be like this, like, I don't know, like, it's like does, so like he's like eating a cake and then he takes a bite and he goes, this is dick flavored, isn't it? And like just knows immediately. 
I think that's I really mean, funny, I like that he would be able to figure out that flavor profile right away. If it, uh, smelled, and... if it tasted like balls smell, then oh. I would be like, you know, that's one thing. Right. But I think like, yeah. I think if it just tasted like skin, I'd be like, why does this cake taste like skin? I think like I would, I could imagine Cullen being like, this cake is amazing. What, what is this? <laughs> It's got such I a unique this. flavor profile. This is, uh, man, this they is can do really... yeah, they can do a lot of things with the artificial flavors. Like, yeah, like, they can do anything. <laughs> it's man. great. Yeah, I mean, unless when I get into, get into frosting. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's move. Let's on. bring it home, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's gonna bring us to the end. Oh no, it's if not. You're still here. That's not. It's not. Here. We still have the final question. I'm sorry. The, final, the ceremonial final. final question. You're not gonna get away with this. You're not gonna be the first guest ever to not have to answer this question. Uh, hmm. Believe it or not, there are there are guests that are specifically cake worthy, but this is uh, everybody's worthy of this. That is a very select few. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, this question is probably the most difficult question you'll have to ask uh, answer rather. Hmm. Um, you have to come up with a consensus on your answer. This is a Doing combined effort. Get on Discord. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can, you can make chat real you quick. can make your yeah. arguments either out of whatever but no let them do their thing the question is so easy a baby can answer it the question is andy or steve oh shit oh shit is right wait 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 for what purpose oh you, we, wait. We, we're not saying i think okay whichever That's purpose you'd like we should just like live chatter our discussion we just this. we just say this because i don't want to put steve in further therapy so we're not sure why you choose either person. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to think about this. Right. Well, right. Is choosing it. Colin? Well, okay, so... I mean, are we going to do we discuss Are you it? making a pros and cons list? I feel like we might agree. Oh. Oh. Okay. Whoa. Wait, are we going to, like, raise our hands and just, like, <laughs> I thought three, we were going to consent it. Should we? Okay, well, yeah, let's get to a consensus here. I'm, I'm going to go over the the pros and cons. Oh, each. good. Let's do that. Oh, this uh, is a... Oh, let's do that. The, yeah. the absolute worst idea. Brutal, man. I, I like this. Uh, I want to know what my perceived like pro and cons are. Here we go. Steve reminds me of every guy I went to high school with. That's fair. That's a con. And that's, that's a con. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, wait. Great, great. Okay. Uh, if does it so help? Does it help you, Steve? You? you got a Funko Pop collection. It, okay, it's only Batman and <laughs> let him go, let This you is Frazier, this Okay. Is, this isn't a trial, Steve. Let the man speak his I am, points across. I am also objection. I was you a theater object, kid. Uh, I was a theater kid. Objection. Okay. <laughs> I just because I have a beard and wear a backwards cap. You're God, labeling uh, me. You're so fragile. <laughs> you're so fragile. Professor X on the Funko Pop next to Batchild. No, that's that's Doctor Fraser Crane. Oh, okay. See, if it was Xavier, then we'd have got you a point in the Joseph column, but he's so yeah. Shazzy. I mean, it would um, on my on my pros list for Steve. <laughs> he has like the perfect podcast voice. Oh, you just have like the perfect wow, voice. Nice. It's very sultry. It has, wow. it has like the like. I do voiceover. Tell Devolver, thank you. You were born for talking. <laughs> in your hands. Oh, look at that talking. Good looking. Okay. Joseph, no now, idea what that word looks like. Wait, what? I don't want to do any. This this shit is. You gotta do up. some. You gotta do some of Andy's pros and cons here. Oh, Andy, great smile. Oh, yeah, he does. Right. Rosy cheeks. Um, yeah, rosy you know, cheeks. He's like a fresh rosy bottom. cheeks too. Mm-hmm. You kind of do look like a porcelain doll right now, dude. I'm not gonna I lie. Enthusiasm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
good laugh. The Mega Man the, in the background. The chiseled oh. like uh, beard hair is on a good good point. Yeah, yeah. the Mega yeah. Man. The, he does uh, have bitch tits though, so if that could go in the cons, that'd be great. Just throw all right. Oh, that's in a pros. Oh, and okay, again, all right. That? Yeah, backfired again. I I feel like this is all going my way. Yeah, so far you have a lot of I, pros, I, Andy. I, and I'm a fellow cock gobbler, so I, I feel like. Dude, and I'm also <laughs> seeing we got what's his name, Coon, um, the brown guy, the something Coon. Oh, um, Domo. Domo Coon. Yes. Yes, yes, Love yes. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just seeing all this cool, see that shit. cool geeky shit. There's a Nightmare on Elm Street vinyl back there. There's like a Tifa I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to rotate Meat Boy out. A lot of what shit. Happened? I don't know. It's a Meat Boy. I can't Wait, do it if I'm here. I can't make this. Steve, you need to take off your hat for me to make this decision. Oh, yeah. oh is yeah. that what it's going to take? Okay, can I see? Now you both have to take off see the back a little bit. Okay, so we've got receding hairline versus yeah, male pattern bald. I can't hear you yeah. because now my hat and my headphones are off. So. All right, I'm having a rough go. Of this this is tough, right? I know. This is why this we is ask the it. Longest we've taken in deliberation. <laughs> this is literally yeah. this is a kangaroo think... court happening right now. <laughs> I also less... am like uh, biased because I bonded with Andy first. Right. All right. I mean, I, I'm Team Andy, I guess. Like, all right. Yeah, well, I think we're. I'm sorry, Steve. It's we're okay. Going with Andy. It's okay. This but is I mean, like season look at therapy. Smiling at us. How can we not? <laughs> okay. And Andy didn't tell us he had a therapist, so <laughs> I, I don't need one. <laughs> I'm Andy's therapist. <laughs> I'm I'm unlicensed, but I, mean, I get the job done. I may done. need one, but I, um, that's a whole oh, other story. You absolutely. <laughs> many one. people who Steve is their type, and that's fine. Sure. Correct. You know. Sure. I like that you guys yeah, went. No offense. I I think you're relationship nice to talk to. But. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I mean, we we can talk anytime. Games, you have but, so many. You yeah. get. You guys make games and stuff. So you, you know, you yeah. always have a place to chat about games and whatnot. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us or, to the end of the show. Dick. Or dick or cake, <laughs> either one. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. If you want to follow us on social media, I'm at uh, we're at dual underscore screens. I am at batchild twenty seven. Andy is at pants guy. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash ds podcasts. So simple. So simple. If you want to join our Discord, again, you go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And remember, as little as $1 gets you in there. So we do appreciate all of your support. Um, we do have brand new merch in our store. So you could go to dualscreens.com slash store. Check out our merchandise. Um, and, you know, buy some cool new shirts like uh, Play More Indies or um, Let Us Play which is a really cool, it's like hands with the rosary, but the rosary is a game controller and it says, let us play. It's a pun. Yeah. It's, it's a pun as, oh, as play, a word. pray. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Jesus. Uh, gentlemen, where can everybody find you and all the things? At Doinksoft, baby. Yeah. We're only on pretty Twitter. much Twitter and mm-hmm. maybe Google it, maybe. Yeah. But Twitter, pretty much. We'll have all your shit Steam. in the description. I mean, video games. We can mm-hmm. find us on video games. Yeah. You can you, you guys are totally. You can definitely find them on, on video Xbox? games. I think you can buy the game on Xbox, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Demon Switch, at least. Maybe you know, you know what? I feel like oh. I have to get, I have to get this out before the show ends. Okay. Like, I was legit gonna ask in the beginning, whose dick do I gotta start to go in those physical editions of the limited oh, <laughs> Demon okay. Throttle? But I feel Just like message. You don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, you don't gotta any, any sexual activity. I mean, I can provide a cake. Yeah, we can, we can get you one. I can provide oh, a cake, you guys. You boys. Oh. I've great. got a completely normal tasting cake for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Ditto. <laughs> hey, SRG, can we make these uh, cartridges taste like cock? <laughs> Is that possible? I mean, 
The answer is yes. I'll Somebody somewhere has the flavor of cock in a bottle. Like it's it's what is this show? Thank we're you, gonna, Colin. We're gonna sniff this out for Pride Month, and then it will be good to go. <laughs> All right, let's go. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners, thank if you. you're still there. And as always, thank, thank you, Devolver, if you still want to make their game or publish their games. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>